Hello everybody, it is Michael back with another episode of the Under Pressure Podcast. I appreciate you guys' support on the show a ton. It's been doing better than I could ever imagine and it really means a lot to see all my hard work that I've put in started to pay off. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in this episode. We got some more NBA preseason stuff and the last five season previews for the 2021 NBA season. The season will be here before we know it. In a couple episodes, I'll be talking about real NBA games. I'm so excited. And yeah, let's get right into this episode. First thing I want to talk about is how John Morant has been playing in the NBA preseason. I've been incredibly impressed by how uh, he's been playing. He looks like he's really in for an incredible second year, and I'm expecting big things out of John Morant. We already know he had a great season last year, had one of the better rookie uh, point guard seasons in a long, long time, and it was so impressive to see his poise at such a young age, at such a hard uh position to transfer uh, to from college to the NBA or from overseas to the NBA. It's a really, really challenging position to play and be good at right away. And honestly, I'd say it's the hardest one. And he was immediately really, really good last year, showed off that crazy athleticism, the great vision, his ball handling was great. Three-point shot was pretty inconsistent, shot a good percentage, but didn't really shoot much. But he was great last year. And he's going to have to have a big uh, second season, especially considering we don't really know the timetable of Jaron Jackson Jr. right now. And Jaron Jackson Jr., phenomenal young player. Uh, I think he's the best player on this team, at least until further notice. But I think Jaw, uh, in the time that Jaron J- Jackson Jr. is out, is going to have to take a big leap and become a real star uh, to superstar level player if the uh, Grizzlies want to still compete in a really, really tough Western Conference where there's, there's like 11 to 12 legitimately pretty good teams out there. And the Grizzlies are definitely in that mix. Uh, I just love what I've seen from Josh so far. In this game against the Atlanta Hawks, he had 18 points, 13 assists. Uh, The vision is still as great as ever. He's just looking a lot more poised. He looks uh, more strong, still athletic as ever, and just continues to look uh, smarter and smarter with each game. And he is looking to really have a great second season. I wouldn't be surprised if he's an all-star this season, which is definitely a lot to expect considering uh, how many how many talented players are in this Western Conference. But what I've seen out of him in the preseason so far, I, I have to think he's going to emerge into being an elite point guard in this league. Uh, I mean, he's just played great throughout. He had another uh, pretty solid game in uh, the Grizzlies game before that as well. He had 17 points, uh, 7 assists, 7 rebounds, uh, hit a 3 as well. Like, he's been playing so, so good. And the Grizzlies, I mean, at the end of the day, it is just preseason. But the Grizzlies are 3-0. They've been playing some pretty impressive basketball with John Moran at the helm of it. He seemed to really be a great orchestrator for this team, helping other guys like Dylan Brooks has looked excellent in the preseason with a bigger offensive role with a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr. out. He's had to step up and he's played some really good basketball. Uh, he scored 21 in this game, scored uh, even more in the other game. Like John Moran is just feeding these guys. And then a guy like uh, Jonas Valanciunas, who I think is one of the most underrated centers in the entire league. He's a guy who's going to get fed off John Moran in the pick and roll and in the pick and pop because Jonas Valanciunas has quietly improved his three-point shot quite a lot into being one of the better three-point shooting centers in the entire league and then you got a guy like Desmond Bain off the bench which was one of the just the best picks of the 2020 NBA draft like they absolutely killed it with that pick getting him at number 30 a 3 and D guy who fits 
perfectly alongside of John Morant and is going to get so many catch and shoot opportunities. Uh, I just absolutely love what the Grizzlies are building. And it's all around John Morant and Jaron Jackson doing here. These two young, really, really talented guys uh, that are looking to make a splash and be uh, great players in this league. Next, I want to talk about Isaac Okoro and how he's been playing so far in the preseason. He's someone who I didn't get around to in the previous episode, but I definitely needed to talk about him because he's been playing some excellent basketball so far to start off the preseason. He had his awesome game where he came back, had an amazing fourth quarter, hit the game winner, uh, had had the steal to set up the game winner as well. Like He's just been playing some very impressive basketball. Uh, he has been scoring the ball much better than I expected. His jump shot, even though he's not shooting a ton of threes, and I, I'm not expecting it to be something that's like super reliable going into the season, he has shot it pretty well so far. He's uh, been shooting a good percentage, just taking open catch-and-shoot threes, uh, knowing his role, knowing that he's not a great shooter yet, and then taking advantage of everything else that he can bring to the game has already shown to be a near elite level wing defender, which is something I think we all expected because he is just such a good wing defender. Like it's so impressive uh, how good he is at such a young age because it's really hard to come in and be a great rookie defender. I think outside of the big man position, uh, I think at the big man position, a guy like Anyeka Kongu could come in and immediately be a pretty elite defender. But at the wing position where there's so many good wings, because Isaac Okoro is going to be put on Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, LeBron. He's going to be put on these type of guys every single night. And honestly, I believe that he's ready for the test because he's so strong. Uh, he has such a gr uh, great defensive IQ. He has a good wingspan as well. He just has all the intangibles of being a good defender while also having the IQ and the effort, which is very, very important because we see so many guys like Isaac Okoro who have all the tools to be a great defender but don't put it to use. This man really puts it to use and is still looking pretty good on the offense side of the ball. I've been really impressed with his ability to slash to the basket. He's been finishing well, finishing through contact, using his strength. His handles looked pretty solid. Uh, he He's getting shown off a little bit more as a playmaker as well, which I think is definitely something that wasn't shown enough in college because you didn't really see it statistically, but he has always been a pretty solid playmaker. Uh, it just wasn't really the role he was playing in college, but now that he's getting more of an opportunity to be that uh, facilitator for the Cavs as they don't have a ton of playmaking, he's uh, shown some pretty solid signs in that role. And I think he's going to be a big piece for the Cavs this season. Uh, they have their two guards who are pretty poor on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, like Colin uh, Sexton will have some flashes. Darius Garland, I just don't think will be a good defender because he's more of an offensive guy. Very small it doesn't have much weight. So Isaac Okoro is just the perfect fit for this team. And I was kind of surprised that they passed up on a guy like Denny, who's been pretty impressive so far in preseason. But I still think this was a good fit for them. And it's just the perfect uh, fit with this team. And I really, really like what I've seen from Isaac Okoro. He's been much better than I expected him to be so far in this preseason. Got to give him all his props because he was one of those guys in the draft I was worried about. I wasn't just saying outright he was going to be a bust. 
And I thought he would always have a role in the league just because of he's a pretty solid playmaker. He's an amazing defender and is a good enough slasher. But I was really, really worried that if he couldn't get that jump shot going, that he could be like a Stanley Johnson uh, type of guy. Even if he was like a Justice Winslow, which isn't a bad player by any means. And I could still see him being in that similar mold. But if he was just like the level of Justice Winslow, it would have been like... That's a fine enough player, but at the fourth pick, getting a guy who's a fringe starter to a bench guy would have been disappointing. But I love what I've seen from Isaac Coro. has been really, really impressive so far for the Cavs, and I hope uh, that I continue to see good things from him. Love what I've saw so far from Isaac Coro. Next, I want to talk about Kobe White. He had a really, really good game recently for the Chicago Bulls. I was incredibly impressed uh, in how he played in their 124-103 to win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, and I really, really believe in Kobe White. I think everybody should buy stock in this uh, young guy because he is just a natural scorer. Like, he is going to be a player who I think could be one of the more electric and explosive scorers in this entire league. In this game, he shot 11 of 17, 5 of 8 from 3, 27 points. His ability to hit threes off the dribble is really, really impressive. He's a great creator for himself, uh, has a really nice handle, and then has that great burst that we all know about. He's a super fast player who can get up and down the court. Uh, his vision has definitely looked better. Like the uh, assists still haven't been crazy, uh, and I don't think they'll ever be crazy. But as long as uh, him and Zach Levine can be solid enough playmakers, I don't think either of them need to be like an elite playmaker. If both of them could just be average to slightly above average, I think it can work with those two. Uh, it's still going to be a little bit awkward because they have similar games. They're both electric scores, and they're both really good as scores. Like, Zach Levine had a great game in this one as well. 24 points on great efficiency. He's one of the better offensive players in the entire league. Um, but really like what I saw from Kobe White uh, in this one. I'm so happy that he's in the starting role finally. He was playing in a pretty limited role off the bench last year. The guard position is just a hard one to play, and he was pretty inconsistent, but we all saw the flashes. We knew that Kobe White could be a really good player down the line. It just needed to happen consistently, and I think this is the season where it starts to happen consistently. Maybe he's just like a 16-4-4 and and guy, but at the end of the day, those are good numbers, and if he's putting up uh, that with good efficiency as well and helping the Bulls, uh, leading to some wins, then I think that'd be excellent out of Kobe White. And I think he's going to be a star player on this roster sooner rather than later. And honestly, uh, even though I said like the Zach Levine and Kobe White backcourt could work, and I still I still do think it can work, uh, I honestly might look into trading Zach Levine, especially depending on what happens this season, depending on who you can get in the draft. Like, if you could pair Cade Cunningham, who is an amazing playmaker, next to a Kobe White and have Kobe White play more of the two, which I think at the end of the day is his more natural role, then I would definitely look into trading Zach Levine because I just think Kobe White is that good. Also, was really impressed by what I saw out of Patrick Williams in this one. Uh, he played at the three, which I wasn't super confident that he was going to be able to, but honestly, he looked really light on his feet. He was defending very well. Uh, and I was just super impressed by how he played. He hit a three, shot six of nine, scored 13 points. And I've just been uh, really 
pleased with how he's been playing on the defensive side of the ball mostly. He had two blocks in this one, uh, and he's just done a really good job of uh, moving his feet super well, always staying engaged, and using that those amazing physical tools that he had. Because no matter what you think about Patrick Williams, no matter how good you think he can be, uh, he just has straight up amazing tools to be a great player. He's 6'9, like 225. He's really, really strong. I'm not comparing him to Kawhi, but he does have some Kawhi in his game. And he has a very similar frame and body composition to Kawhi. And I think Patrick Williams is a really good pick. I like that pick more and more every day. I was pretty critical of it at first, uh, but the more and more I thought about it, the more I liked it because we didn't see these guys for so long. And this is what was so weird about the 2020 NBA draft. It was already weird because there wasn't a clear number one guy, even though I thought LaMelo was the number one. You could have told me a lot of different players were your number one, and I would have been fine with that. You could have gone the safe route with a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. You could have gone with LaMelo. You could have gone with James Wiseman. Uh, There's so many guys who could have been your number one prospect. And we also just didn't see these guys for a long, long time. And we didn't see uh, them play in the March Madness tournament where a lot of guys can raise their socks and prove themselves. So I think Patrick Williams improved his game drastically throughout that extra time. His ball handling looks way better. And he's just getting more of a role because uh, at FSU, they were a program that uh, spread everything out pretty evenly. And they had some pretty talented upperclassmen. So he was coming off the bench. Uh, even their best guys like Devin Vassell only averaged like 13 points because that's just how FSU worked. So I think in this bigger role at the three and at the four for the Chicago Bulls, uh, Patrick Williams is going to be great. And I was impressed with what I saw from uh, the Bulls this most recent game. And I really like this young core, like Wendell Carter a lot as well. Uh, they got a lot of things to look forward to. Still have some questions with this roster with Zach Levine and especially with Lowry Markkinen because I think Lowry Markkinen is a, is a talented guy. But I just don't know how he fits on this roster. And honestly, I don't know how he fits in this league as a whole. Because he's not, like, he's a good enough shot creator for himself. Uh, but he's not a great playmaker by any means. He's not a great rebounder. He's solid enough. Uh, he's really not that good on the defensive side of the ball. Which limits him to not be a five where I think him as a seven-footer who can stretch the floor as well would fit the best at the five. He's just not a good enough defender. So that's definitely a question, especially with how impressive Patrick Williams has been. Uh, they got some questions on this roster, but I also definitely have liked some of the uh, things I've seen from them so far. Next, I want to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. They played my Boston Celtics in their first preseason game. And I have to be completely honest, even as someone who doesn't like that team, uh, with the Celtics having a pretty big rivalry with them, I was incredibly incredibly impressed with what I saw out of the Philadelphia 76ers in their first preseason game. This team just fits so much better than it did last year. They fit really, really poorly last year with Al Horford, with Tobias Harris playing the three. And while you can question uh, the talent on this roster compared to last year, undoubtedly you could uh, say that the fit is a million times better. A guy like Seth Curry, who didn't even have a great game in this one, uh, fits beautifully with this roster. And we already saw some of the things that made the 76ers thrive when they had a guy like J.J. Redick that 
uh, handoffs with Joel Embiid with a shooter is a deadly play. And with Seth Curry, who is not the shooter that J.J. Redick is, but is still an amazing shooter, do not get me wrong, but is a much better ball handler and creator for himself, I think that play is going to be something that is ran frequently and that is super effective because you got Joel Embiid, one of the most talented and most skilled players in the entire league. Uh, and he is a big body who sets really hard screens. Uh, so you're going to have to get around that to to get to an offensive threat like Seth Curry while still having to stick on Joel Embiid. That's going to be a really tough play. And then you got Ben Simmons, who is doing a great job of guarding some of the Celtics' wings. I mean, we all know how good Ben Simmons is on the defensive side of the ball. He had an amazing defensive season season last year and i definitely expect that again out of him some of the shots that the celtics players were missing were at the end of the day them just missing like jalen brown isn't going to shoot one of 11 and have five points because of how good ben simmons is on the defense side of the ball but i was still really impressed with how he played on the defense side of the ball didn't really score much but he didn't really need to he was just facilitating playing defense uh, and doing his thing. Tobias Harris was their guy who was creating a lot of shots off the dribble. And he did that pretty effectively. He was getting to his areas in the mid-range. Uh, and they were letting him play his game. Which I feel like was a reason why Tobias Harris was super inconsistent last year. Is because he just wasn't really playing his game. Tobias Harris thrives as someone who uh, is a catch-and-shoot guy still. But he also likes to have the ball a little bit. Create his own shot off the dribble. And you don't want him to ever be your like main creator. Which would probably be my issue with the 76ers going super far and that's why I think even though I love Ben Simmons as a talent and think he's a phenomenal player I still would trade him for James Harden just due to that need on the, the roster but uh, Tobias Harris did look good in this one fit the role perfectly that he needed to Danny Green only played uh, about 13 minutes but he was uh, great when he did he only shot two shots both threes hit one of them got four steals was playing some really good perimeter defense uh, and basically other than Seth Curry and Tobias Harris is just I'd say a pretty average defender they got some pretty solid uh, especially wing defenders on this roster which is so helpful in a wing driven uh, slash guard driven league you're gonna need a guy like Danny Green who may be inconsistent as a three-point shooter but Dan Danny Green was always playing good defense with the Los Angeles Lakers, no matter if he was missing his shots. You got Matisse Steibel, who definitely needs a lot of improvement on the offensive side of the ball, but no matter what, is a great defender and already an elite wing defender. And then Ben Simmons, his defense speaks for himself. He had Shake Milton come off the bench, play really, really well. He's someone who I think could just be a nice spark off the bench for them uh, as a guy who can create his own shot a little bit, but can also be a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. Shot three of six from three. Was working really well in the pick-and-roll. They were honestly killing the Celtics in the pick-and-roll for a while. Uh, and then Tyrese Maxey came off the bench and played some really good basketball. I thought that pick was easily one of the best picks of the 2020 NBA draft. I mean, it was just straight up crazy to me that Tyrese Maxey slipped as low as he did, 21 to the 76ers. He's such a talented guy, and he was just killing the Celtics in the pick and roll, using his burst, uh, and he showed off a really nice floater game, hit multiple 
uh, really nice floaters out of the pick and roll. And I also think he's someone who could shoot the ball pretty well. Like, his percentages weren't great in college. And I don't think he's a great shooter by any means, but he's definitely good enough as a shooter. And I think he could immediately be someone who has an impact off the 76ers bench, even if he's not getting a crazy amount of minutes. If he's just getting some solid minutes to bring some energy and to bring a spark off their bench, I think Tyrese Maxey can be very, very effective in that. Love what I saw from him uh, in this game, and love what I saw from the 76ers as a whole. Uh, They played very, very good, and they're looking just much better uh, as a team as a whole uh, than last year, for sure. Next person I want to talk about is Malachi Flynn for the Toronto Raptors. He has came in and immediately as a rookie, been playing some very, very good basketball. And he puts the Toronto Raptors in an interesting situation because he just re-signed Fred Van Vliet long-term. Kyle Lowry hasn't been playing. Uh, and Kyle Lowry's a guy who I think he's the greatest Toronto Raptor in their history. I love Kyle Lowry. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. Like People recognize Kyle Lowry, but I don't think they truly recognize how good this man is. Uh, but with Malachi Flynn playing the way he is... It puts them in an interesting situation with Kyle Lowry because you have to consider he's on a one-year deal and he is an older player who teams at the trade deadline could definitely see uh, that could push them over the edge to being a championship-level team. And with Malachi Flynn playing like he is, he scored 17 points in one of their game, had three assists, is shooting the ball very, very well, is uh, one of the most efficient playmakers uh, was one of the most efficient players in college basketball last year with him having an amazing assist-to-turnover ratio and just being super efficient from everywhere on the floor. I'd be interested to see if Malachi Flynn is playing some very good basketball and continues to impress uh, the guys within the Toronto Raptors organization, if they would even explore potentially a Kyle Lowry trade. I'm not saying it 100% will happen, and it's still preseason. We're still going to need to see a lot more out of Malachi Flynn, but with the signs that I'm seeing, I'm definitely interested to see what happens with him because he's just been playing so good. He's doing the exact same thing he did at college, uh, and it's working very effectively. He's a prospect who I never think is going to be a star-level player, but he was one of those prospects in the draft that I was most confident in, just being a nice, well-rounded, and really really good player because he just does everything you want uh, out of a point guard and he actually reminds me of uh, Fred Van Vliet which is kind of funny because they're both uh, not super big guards but they're gritty and they're pretty good defenders really efficient playmakers are good shooters uh, finish at the basket well enough and just are super well-rounded as a whole And I just love what I've seen from Malachi Flynn. He's coming in looking like a vet, which is good. That's what you always want out of older college players. Because even though those guys don't have the highest ceilings, they usually have higher floors. So you got to see those guys uh, performing very, very well uh, out of the gate. Uh, They're still going to have their rookie mistakes. And Malachi Flynn is definitely not uh, without rookie mistakes. Like He's had more turnovers than you'd want. Uh, But he's still playing good basketball and has still been really impressive for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I'm excited to see how he continues to develop. And I'm excited to see if they get minutes. Because they've kind of had a history of not really playing guys big minutes. Developing them in the G League where they've had one of the best G League programs. And then they get minutes uh, like in the next year and the year after that. And they're immediately a really good player. So I'm wondering if an older college player who is already showing to be very good, will be in their rotation pretty early, 
Uh, or will he be a guy who uh, does the same thing that most of their prospects have in the past couple of years? Really interested to see, but I love what I've seen from Malachi Flynn, and he's been playing very, very well so far. Next player I want to talk about is Cole Anthony for the Orlando Magic. I have been very impressed by how Cole Anthony has uh, came in and played so far. Has played far from perfect, but has played some very, very solid games uh, and has shown some really nice flashes for the Orlando Magic so far uh, in their most recent game where they took it out to the Charlotte Hornets. He didn't play great, uh, but he did play pretty solid. Didn't get that many minutes, only about 19, but scored 13 points on really good efficiency. Shot 4 of 7, 3 of 4 from 3. If that 3-point shot can continue to hit, uh, that is definitely going to be a really, really nice sign for him. And then he was playmaking a little bit as well, which was definitely one of my worries about him. Uh, it's just his vision as a whole, but he playmaked pretty well in this one. And what was more impressive was his 16-point uh, game on December 13th. He shot the ball well again, 2-4 from 3, uh, and then was still playmaking. Uh, had four assists in that one as well. And I think him and Markel Fultz can make an extremely dynamic backcourt uh, for the Orlando Magic, and even though I'm, I wasn't a big uh, Cole Anthony guy going into the draft at all. If you uh, heard me talk about him, I talked about him pretty negatively, and it was just because there was a lot of questions about him. He was put in a really weird circumstance, and a lot of weird things happened in his college season. Uh, his team was super disappointing. The spacing was terrible. He dealt with some injuries, and I, I thought I saw a lot of bad habits being built up by Cole Anthony. But at least so far, it appears that he's. Uh, gotten rid of some of those bad habits and is playing a lot more efficient basketball. Wasn't great in his first game by any means. Only scored seven points uh, on 10 shots, but it's looking uh, better and better ever since then. And with uh, the Orlando Magic needing shot creation and guys who could be big-time shot makers desperately, uh, I think Cole Anthony fits that role perfectly of someone who can hit difficult shots. He's already shown that ability in college and then in the NBA. NBA so far to hit like tough mid-range off the dribbles is a really good ball handler as well who's pulled off some pretty impressive moves uh, and I just think he fits uh, the Orlando Magic perfectly in all their needs I really liked that pick uh, and I'm really excited to see how him and Mark Fultz develop with each other because like I said I think they can make a super dynamic backcourt going into the future I'm a big Mark Fultz guy I really believe in him to not be uh, worthy of the number one pick but to still be a really good basketball player and at the end of the day that's all that matters like it doesn't matter if he's uh then uh the number one pick and better than jason uh tatum and all those good guys in the draft but if, if he's an above average starter in this league which i think he can easily reach with his ability on the defensive side of the ball his ability is a slasher he's great at attacking the basket he has a nice handle good rebounder everything other than the shooting is already pretty solid and i think he is going to continue to develop that shooting and then continue to improve the other parts of his game so I like what I've seen uh, from Cole Anthony so far. Honestly, I think the Maverick, uh, not the Mavericks, the Magic have some exciting things uh, going into their future, even if they're probably not going to be a good team uh, this season or not too good of a team this season. Next and last preseason topic I want to talk about is Christian Wood. He was amazing in his debut for the Houston Rockets, put up 27 points and 10 rebounds, and I am a big, big believer, and I think everyone watching this video should be a big believer in Christian Wood. 
everybody buy your stock now this guy is going to be a star for the houston rockets mark my words he is a player who i believed in a ton going into free agency i thought in a free agency class where there wasn't much uh, top level talent a lot of teams should take the swing on christian wood and i thought the houston rockets were one of the best fits for them and they got him on a very solid contract and i think christian wood is in for an amazing season for them he is someone who is very good around the basket has some pretty nice post moves uh and then is just pretty strong as well uh but what is most impressive is his ability uh, as a shooter and his ability to just score from all levels of the game as a center uh, slash power forward. He only shot two of six from three in this one, but he is a very good three-point shooter. He had that stretch uh, with the Detroit Pistons where he was shooting the three ball very, very well. He's a great threat out of the pick and roll. He's also someone who can take slower bigs off the dribble very, very well. Like if he is running a pick and pop, uh, and he catches it, he pump fakes, he can get by a lot of other big men because he's just super nimble and super athletic. He's kind of like a mini Anthony Davis, definitely not nearly as good on the defensive side of the ball. And I actually heard someone uh, say this. I think it was someone on the Rockets was saying he that he reminds him of Anthony Davis, which, again, he's not nearly as good on the defensive side of the ball, not as good as the offensive side of the ball because Anthony Davis is one of the best talents we've ever seen in this league. But Kristen Wood does have some similarities uh, in in like how they operate and uh, as a frame as well. They're both uh, around 6'10", 6'11", and are just so nimble at that size. So I think Christian Wood is going to be a star-level player for the Houston Rockets. I think he's going to be like an 18-point-per-game scorer this year, grab around 10 rebounds. When James Harden is there, which I don't know how long that's going to last at all, he's going to absolutely thrive in the pick-and-roll with him. Uh, he's going to catch a ton of lobs, which he's also great at. He's a great lob target. And then he's also going to work great with John Wall. Uh, if James Harden is traded and then John Wall is that starting point guard, he fits perfectly alongside John Wall because John Wall has always fed his big men super well, been a great pick-and-roll player. Uh, we saw Martian Gortal look like a pretty solid player for uh, the Wizards. And then Christian Wood is so, so talented that I think he can really be maximized with this team where there's so much spacing around him where he's going to have his time to operate uh, near the basket. And he's also going to get plenty of three-point shots, which he's very, very good at. I'm expecting a great season out of Christian Wood. I think he's going to be one of the most improved players this year. And I think in the coming years, Christian Wood is going to be an all-star level player. I really believe in this man. He's just too talented for me not to. And he's finally getting that opportunity because we saw a limited opportunity for him. Uh, he was with the Pelicans. And when Anthony Davis was out and when they were tanking, he actually looked very, very good for them as he was kind of playing in the Anthony Davis role. And he was... Uh, uh, really impressive in those games. Then he goes to the Detroit Pistons. Really doesn't get that much opportunity at the beginning of the season, but is still showing those same flashes. Uh, but he's behind a guy like Andre Drummond and then Blake Griffin uh, when he was healthy. But the second... Uh, uh, Blake Griffin is injured and then Andre Drummond is traded. Christian Wood was showing out in the stretch of games before the season got postponed. He was a 20-10 and 10 guy on great efficiency. So I think you should believe in Christian Wood. And I think this man is going to be a great player in the league. I love what I saw from him in his debut for the Houston Rockets. Now getting into into some season previews starting off with the houston rockets my starting lineup for them is john wall james harden 
uh, Daniel House, P.J. Tucker, and DeMarcus Cousins slash Christian Wood. I think it just all depends on who's healthy and who's playing the best. They could also start Christian Wood at the four as well. Uh, it really just depends on what happens with this team. There's so many questions around them, so it was kind of hard to pick a starting lineup for them because you could move P.J. Tucker down to the three, uh, and then Christian Wood at the four, DeMarcus at the five if you want to go bigger, you, or you could go a little smaller like this. It really doesn't matter, uh, but... Yeah, that's my starting lineup for them. Uh, I'm really interested to see how John Wall plays. He did look really good in his first couple preseason games. Didn't play in the most recent one. Uh, was getting rested. Uh, and even though he did look really impressive in those games, I still don't know how good he's going to be in this season. Because at the end of the day, you have to consider how bad those injuries uh, he did have. Those are some of the worst injuries they could possibly get, especially considering his play style and the way he played. But he still looked very, very fast in those first couple games. Handle looked crisp. Uh, his jump shot was hidden pretty, pretty well. Uh, and I'm excited to see him just full-time back out there on the core. He's going to have some uh, lob targets and some pick-and-roll partners in guys like uh, Christian Wood and DeMarcus Cousins. He already has that chemistry with DeMarcus Cousins uh, with them playing uh, college together. And he was really hitting DeMarcus Cousins uh, for the pick-and-pop three the first couple games uh, they were playing. And I think he's going to thrive with all these shooters around him because they had uh, some pretty solid shooting in Washington, but this is the most shooting he's ever had around him. And he thrives as the guy who attacks the basket. And then you're going to have to make the decision of either closing in on him where he's a very, very good finisher or you're gonna have to, uh, you're gonna have to collapse on him, and then he's gonna kick it out to shooters as he has great vision. Uh, I think uh, that trade looks better and better for uh, the Rockets every day as John Wall uh, looks healthy and continues to play games. I'm excited to see how he plays this season. Then you got James Harden at the two, who's been by far the most talked about player uh, in these past couple weeks uh, slash months. It's been really, really interesting to see just all the stuff that's been happening happening with him. It's It's been a mess. Uh, he had the thing with uh, him going to the strip club, and then he was just saying he was getting trained out there. That was really, really funny. Uh, he's just had a lot of things that are going on. It's honestly been hard to keep up with. One second, uh, the uh, Daryl Morey says that uh, Ben Simmons isn't available. Uh, the second before, though, it says that Ben Simmons is available. Is he just saying that because it's his uh, young player on the roster and he doesn't want to get him upset? Or is that really true when they're not going to trade Ben Simmons? Like, There's so many questions going around with uh, James Harden and who he's going to get traded for. Because honestly, other than Ben Simmons, uh, if they're not uh, if they're not making Ben Simmons available, I don't think there's any other packages that really make sense for both teams. Like the Brooklyn deal, I w honestly wouldn't like for either team. Like you'd get a lot better in Brooklyn as far as star talent, but I think the fit wouldn't be there and your depth would be destroyed. And then for the Rockets, James Harden is too talented of a player to knock it a top tier young asset like a Ben Simmons for. Uh, and then his other preferred destinations like Miami. Uh, I like Tyler Hero a lot, but if Tyler Hero is the main guy in uh, in a James Harden deal, like I think people need to remember, James Harden is one of the top ten best players in the league, one of the best scorers we've ever seen, an amazing playmaker as well, great uh, rebounder for a guard. Like he does so many things out there that I don't think a Tyler Hero. Uh, 
centered deal would be good enough to get for James Harden. So I'm super excited to see where he gets traded and when he gets traded too, because that could really change a lot of different things for whoever he gets traded to. And for this Rockets team, like if he gets traded at the deadline, the Rockets could be a a very good team. uh, And then whatever they trade him for, they could still be a solid enough uh, team without James Harden. Uh, But if he gets traded like at the beginning of the season, they could uh, not be a great team. It's super interesting with James Harden, a lot of stuff going on around him. So many people have different opinions. Uh, and I can kind of understand everybody's perspective. I could understand uh, you being very mad at him as a Rockets fan. I could also understand uh, you just getting that it's time for both sides to move on. Uh, it's really, really interesting. Everything has been going on with James Harden. Daniel House is at the three. I really like Daniel House. Just has a three and D guy. Uh, has been a really good uh, developmental piece for the Houston Rockets. They kind of picked him up out of nowhere and immediately put him um into the rotation and he just fits the uh rocket style of basketball and the modern style of basketball is a whole three and d wings uh you can never have enough of those type of guys uh, and daniel house is one of them he did have that weird situation in the bubble and people may be mad at him because of that but he just is a solid player uh, who's been pretty good for the rockets these past couple of years and i think he's going to continue to do that i like him at that three position at the four they have pj tucker who is another player on this rockets roster who's definitely seemed to have some frustrations uh so far with uh them but he is a very very good player i love what pj tucker can bring to any team he's uh, is just the perfect 3 and D guy. Is super tough and gritty. Even though he's undersized, he's not scared of anyone. We saw him playing a lot of center last year, which was really impressive. Bang, bang with uh, bigs that are much bigger than him. And he did a good enough job. He did as good of a job as you could want someone his size. He really showed a lot of heart out there. Uh, I just love how gritty he is on the defense side of the ball. And then he's mastered that corner shot where he... Uh, is one of the best corner shooters in the league, and he gets hit there plenty. And I'm sure he will continue with John Wall and James Harden on this roster. And then they got, uh, I'm just going to say DeMarcus Cousins at the five again. I really don't know. They could go with a bunch of different things, but I'm super excited to see Boogie. And I I have him starting because I think he is going to be really, really good this season. I I absolutely love what I've seen from him uh, so far in preseason. He was shooting the three ball really, really well. Uh, and if he can just continue to do that while still having his ability to be a skilled big who takes other uh, slower bigs off the dribble and then has a really good post game as well, uh, I think he's going to be a really good player for uh, this Rockets roster this year, and I just think it makes sense to start him with the chemistry that he already has with John Wall. They clearly work very well together, uh, and I think they're going to continue to kill it in the pick and pop and in the pick and roll. I uh, love what I've seen from DeMarcus Cousins so far. Other bench, I got Eric Gordon, who was a player that uh, definitely I have mixed feelings on because he's one of those players where he's if he's hitting his shot and if he's on fire, he's a really hard player to guard, and he's also a solid enough defender. We saw him uh, in the series against uh, Golden State Warriors a couple times. He was playing some really good defense on Seth Curry, uh, but he's also a guy who could be extremely erratic and take some just straight-up terrible shots that are so, so frustrating to watch. Uh, so interested to see how he plays this season. Definitely was a bit of a down season from last year, and it was really weird when they extended him for the length he did. But I still think he could be a, shot, a solid uh, and explosive scorer off that bench. 
Uh, they got Ben McLemore, who uh, came out of nowhere, really. He uh, was a huge bust, was a massive disappointment uh, in the league. But uh, with the Houston Rockets, he just fit perfectly as someone who uh, still can really, really shoot the ball. Isn't uh, too good on the defense side of the ball, so he's not a 3-and-D wing, which sucks. But he is just such a good shooter that he deserves to get some minutes. He'll be running off screen, standing in the corner, and just uh, be a really, really good shooter. They got Sterling Brown, who is a pretty solid defender, uh, solid enough shooter. He's been pretty inconsistent as a shooter so far in his career, uh, but he's just a solid rotation player. Isn't going to get big minutes by any means. Uh, similar guy in uh, David Nawaba. Don't expect him to get big minutes, but he can shoot the ball a little bit, uh, just good enough, and then finish out the basket, and he's a pretty solid defender as well. Uh, they picked up Gerald Green uh, again to be a guy that comes off the bench for them. Uh, a guy who can really, really shoot the ball. Super athletic as well. Isn't great on the defense side of the ball and is definitely getting up there in age, which is why I, don't, I think they uh, were willing to let him go uh, last year. And then it was looking like he honestly could have not gotten picked up. But I just think he'll be a solid enough uh, player for them off the bench. And then I have Christian Wood. Like I said, I definitely could see them uh, playing him at the four or could see him starting over to Marcus Cousins. And I think at some point in the season he will uh, just because I uh, think he's going to be a great player and a star-level player for the Rockets at some point because I just believe in his potential so much. Uh, Yeah, he's a guy who can really shoot the ball, who can finish out the basket with a pretty nice post skill set, Uh, just has all the things you want out of a modern big man. And except for being a great defender, which he's definitely not, but he brings everything else. And I really, really like Christian Wood. Love that signing. Uh, for the rookies, they got Kenyon Martin Jr. and Mason Jones. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., super athletic guy who has the potential to be a shooter off the bench as well. Uh, just need to see him develop, and he's going to take some time to develop. Like he's going to need to play in the G League, wait a couple years, but I think he could be a rotation guy off the bench. Uh, at some point just due to that athleticism and his potential to shoot the ball as well. And then you got Mason Jones, who is a free throw generating master uh, in a similar way to James Harden. He was, uh, I think he shot the most free throws per game in all of college basketball last year, can shoot the three ball pretty well. Honestly, uh, surprised he went undrafted, but I think that was a really good move by the Houston Rockets to get him. Uh, And I think he'd be a solid player that they developed to be uh, one of those guys who just comes off the bench and uh, doesn't really do much else but uh, score, but he is a good scorer. So uh, I had my team MVP for them. This is oh, this is such a weird thing to pick because I think James Harden is going to get traded. So I just picked John Wall. Like I think John Wall is going to be pretty good. I love what I saw from him so far in preseason, and I don't think he's going to get traded. So I just put him. It, it's so weird. I, like This whole season preview was so awkward to do because P.J. Tucker seems frustrated, and I don't know if he's going to get traded. You have the, the whole James Harden situation. This whole team is just a big question mark right now. My team defensive player of the year for them is P.J. Tucker. Uh, again, he's a guy that I don't know if he's going to get traded or not. I don't know if he's really frustrated enough with his contract situation to request a trade. It's, it's just, again, so weird. But if he's on the roster, he's a great defender. So uh, I expect him to be 
uh, a really good defender, whether he's on this roster or not. My team most improved player for them is Christian Wood. I expect him to be one of the most improved players. I expect him to be a starter at some point on this roster, if it's not immediately. And I'm expecting really, really big things out of him. I just think he's super talented. My biggest storylines around the season is when will Harden be traded and what for? That could really affect how good this roster is. And that whole situation is just so weird. So I'm really interested to see when he'll be traded and if he's going to be traded for that Ben Simmons package, which kind of seems inevitable at this point. Or maybe someone comes out of nowhere and trades a package that no one that no one is thinking of. Maybe there's some like crazy four-team trade. Who knows at this point with this whole James Harden situation. Uh, can Wall and Cousins stay healthy? I think if they can stay healthy, they can both be impactful players. But they've both uh, clearly had a pretty extensive uh, injury history these past couple of years. So can those two guys stay healthy? Uh, that'll be interesting to see. And honestly, even if they don't have James Harden, if those guys are healthy and playing good basketball, they could be a team that fights for a play-in spot. Like, this roster is not bad by any means. And then what will the new system look like? They've had that uh, same Daryl Morey and Mike D'Antoni system these past couple of years. Went super extreme with the small ball. So I'll be interested to see what uh, Stefan Silas runs. He's a guy who... Uh, definitely had a similar system to what they ran last year because uh, he was the guy who was a big part in orchestrating the Mavs offense, which is heavy pick and roll, a bunch of shooters on the perimeter, and then you have a main ball handler who's the main facilitator. They had that in Luka Doncic in Dallas, and at least for now, they'll have that in James Harden in Houston. So it'll definitely be interesting to see uh, what that new system is like. And then my expectations for them, I didn't even put anything. I said it all depends on when Harden is gone, because it really does. Like, if he's gone early in the season... Uh, there's a lot of teams that I would pick over them, but if he's gone at midseason, they actually could be a pretty formidable team. Uh, I, I just don't know with this roster. Again, this one this one was so weird to do. My next season preview is for the Dallas Mavericks. My starting lineup for them is Luka Doncic, Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, and Kristaps Porzingis. I'm expecting an MVP season out of my boy Luka Doncic, my favorite player in the entire league. He's just so, so fun to watch. He is a master with the ball in his hand, uh, is one of the smartest players, I think, in the entire league, uh, is a truly, truly special playmaker who just sees things that other people don't, is a master of faking out defenses, has an amazing handle as well. Even though he doesn't like pull off Kyrie Irving ankle breaker moves, he's just so good at always controlling the pace with his handle. Uh, he has some of the best balance in the entire league, which can be seen uh, with how he attacks the basket. He's always so good at just bumping off people, using his Euro step spin moves to finish at the basket. And one of the best finishers in the entire league, even though he's not the crazy athlete that's going to be dunking on people. He shoots a great percentage around the rim on a very high uh, volume as well. He's super strong, is so good at finishing through people. Uh, I just love Luka Doncic. I hope his three-point shot is more consistent this year. I hope he continues to uh, take steps on the defense side of the ball. But even if he doesn't, he's still one of the top 10 players in the league. And I'm expecting really, really big things out of him. They picked up Josh Richardson. Uh, and I think that was a phenomenal pickup for them. Even though Seth Curry is a really good player who I like a lot. Uh, Josh Richardson just fits this roster more. They need uh, more defense. And then Josh Richardson 
can still shoot the three ball pretty well. Definitely isn't the three-point shooter that Seth Curry is, but is in a million times better defender. Uh, he's on a good contract, and I just think that was such a good pickup, especially considering they got a second-round pick where they picked uh, Tyler Bay. That was a great trade for both sides, uh, and the Mavericks were a part of that. So I really like the Josh Richardson pickup, and I think he's going to be one of those guys who thrives off Luka and is going to have a good season, a, a bounce-back season for sure. Uh, they have Tim Hardaway Jr. at the three, who had a career year for the Mavericks last season. He's a guy who still worries me because uh, as someone who watched the Mavericks a lot, a lot last year, he's a guy who, though uh, shot it pretty efficiently last year, he is still someone who is somewhat inconsistent. He's a, s- a similar guy in that, like, J- uh, in the. Uh, J.R. Smith type of mold where they're explosive scores who could take some really bad shots at times and sometimes he would have really rough shooting games but for the most part he was pretty consistent solid enough defender as well uh, I just hope he doesn't uh, take bad shots that take him out of the game but uh, he is a pretty solid player who I'm expecting another good season from they have Dorian Smith at the four who I definitely don't think should be a starter but I think he's a pretty solid player he's developed a lot for the Mavericks uh, he's improving a ton as a three-point shooter definitely isn't great and that's why I would want him more off the bench uh, I had a video where I was talking about the Mavericks someone just really really didn't like Dorian Finney-Smith but I think he's a solid enough player good finisher at the basket uh, his been a guy who can catch some lobs from Luka in transition and is a pretty good defender as well. Uh, good rebounder. Just uh, isn't a player that I'd want in the starting lineup, but he's solid. Uh, they have Chris Porzingis at the five, who I think when he's on the field is one of the most, uh, when he's on the field, when he's on the court, is one of the most talented players uh, in the entire league. His ability as a 7-3 guy who uh, can handle the ball, who can shoot off the dribble, who can hit threes as well, catch lobs, be an amazing shot blocker. Uh, there's just so many things that he can do when he's out there, but the issue is that he... I uh, just can't really stay healthy that often, which absolutely sucks for him. Uh, and it's just the thing with these seven three guys like him. It's hard for those type of guys to stay healthy when they have that much pressure on their body, especially with the way he moves. So I just really pray for good health for him. He's going to be injured to start the beginning of the regular season. They're playing it super safe, which I think is the uh, best thing to do. There's no point to rush him when he's a max contract player for you. Uh, all you're supposed to do is just do the best you can to keep him healthy. And I just really hope he can be healthy and in rhythm by playoff time. Because if he can, this team is going to be absolutely very, very dangerous. And I'm super high on them. Off the bench, they got uh, Jalen Brunson, who I just think is a super solid player. I really, really like Jalen Brunson. I'm expecting him to take... Uh, a little bit of a, a leap for them. He was dealing with a shoulder injury. I think he'll be back uh, by the beginning of the regular season. If not, he'll be uh, back pretty early in it. But he's just a nice player to have off the bench as someone who handles the ball pretty well, works well in the pick and roll, is a decent shooter, good playmaker. I uh, definitely wouldn't want him as a starter, but he fits perfectly in that backup role. And I think uh, sometimes when they need uh, another guy who can uh, handle the ball, uh, next to Luka Doncic when he needs a little bit of relief off him. I think he fits that role perfectly, uh, and I really, really like Jalen Brunson off that bench. Uh, they re-signed Trey Burke, which I think was a pretty solid move for them. He honestly played some really good basketball uh, with them last year. He's a guy who is pretty uh, inconsistent, and uh, I don't know if he's going to continue to be inconsistent for the Mavericks, but if he uh, can 
be a consistent player. He's a guy who can sh- uh, shoot the ball. He can really create it off the dribble, has a good handle, and had some really good moments uh, in in the playoffs and in the bubble as a whole. So I'm glad they re-signed him. They got Wesley Wandu, who's a pretty solid three-point shooter. I don't expect him to play big minutes by any means, but he is a guy who I expect to be uh, slightly in the rotation. Courtney Lee is a really old player at this point, but he can still shoot the ball pretty well. Another guy who I don't expect to get big minutes, but to get some minutes. Uh, they got James Johnson, who I think that was a really nice pickup for them. Definitely is really overpaid, but is on a one-year contract now. And he is a guy who is a pretty good defender and just brings a nice toughness to them. Can shoot the ball as well. Uh, uh, can rebound. He just brings a lot of nice things to this roster. They got Maxi Kleber, who I like quite a lot, as a big who uh, can roll to the basket, can also shoot the ball pretty well, was struggling in the playoffs, uh, so I hope that doesn't carry over, but he's a pretty good defender as well. He was put on Kawhi a lot of the times, and honestly, he was doing the best that he could. He was holding his own. I just really like Maxi Kleber as a guy who can start, but can also come off the bench. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point he was starting over Dorian Finney-Smith. I just think he's a really, really nice player. Uh, Dwight Powell is coming back from an Achilles injury. I'll be interested to see how he is when he comes back. But he was uh, really old for them. Oh, no. Okay, my recording just messed up. Sorry about that. But back to what I was talking about. Uh, Dwight Powell is coming off an Achilles injury. I'm interested to see how that affects him. But he was really solid for the Mavericks uh, when he was playing. He's a guy who rolls to the basket well. Uh, he's one of the better pick-and-roll bigs in the entire league just due to that athleticism. Is a great uh, lob target. Is someone who also can shoot the three-ball pretty well and has been really improving uh, that in the past couple of seasons. So I just think he's a really nice player to come back for this Mavericks team. Uh, and I like uh, that he's on this roster. They uh, re-signed w- Willie Colley-Stein, who definitely is a big disappointment in his career, but is still a guy who is super athletic, can catch lobs well, uh, and rebounds solid enough. They also got Boban, who will come in for like nine minutes a game. He really won't play big minutes by any means, but he is a guy who uh, can rebound the ball and then who they're just going to throw the, uh, the ball in the post due to his crazy height. He can also shoot the three ball a little bit. Uh, he's not a big rotation player, but I just think he's a good guy to have in that locker room and to be a situational player like Boban. Uh, and they got rookies in Josh Green, Tyrell Terry, Tyler Bay, and Nate Hinton. Uh, Josh Green is a guy who slashes to the basket pretty well. A uh, really good defender and uh, isn't... Uh, is a pretty inconsistent three-point shooter, but I think he uh, can be a super nice player for this roster at some point. He reminds me a bit of like a Gary Harris type of player when Gary Harris uh, was pretty good on the offense side of the ball. Not the Gary Harris that we've seen today, who's basically nothing on the offense side of the ball. Uh, I like that pick. They picked Tyrell Terry, which I easily thought was one of the best picks in the 2020 NBA draft. Tyrell Terry is an awesome player who can shoot the ball amazingly uh, pretty solid playmaker uh, works hard on the defensive side of the ball is a bit undersized but is a decent enough defender uh, good ball handler can uh, create his own shot off the dribble I just love Tyrell Terry love his game and surprised he slipped this low but it was a great pick for the Dallas Mavericks they got Tyler Bay who was another one of my favorite picks in the 20 20- 20 NBA draft and one of my favorite guys. He's a guy who reminds me of like a Jeremy Grant type of player who uh, can uh, slash to the basket, who uh, is a really good defender. Uh, Three-point shooter is definitely inconsistent. He um, 
uh, needs to improve in that, but he is just a nice player for them to get, and I think he could be a good development piece for them. And then they picked up my boy Nate Hinton, another one of my favorite prospects in the draft. I just thought they killed it, to be totally honest. Uh, and he's a guy who is never going to impress you that much on the offensive side of the ball, but is a really good defender who works super hard on that side of the ball. And then just brings so many intangible things that may not show up in the stats, but are definitely valuable to your team. He's a guy who always dies for loose ball. He's a, a guy who's willing to take a charge. He just does all those type of things, and you love to have a player like that on your roster. And I think uh, Mavericks fans are going to love Nate Hinton. My team MVP for them is Luka Doncic. I mean, it's pretty obvious he's clearly the best player, and I think he's going to be the MVP of the entire NBA. So obviously it makes sense for him uh, for him to be the team MVP. My team defensive player of the year for them is Chris Stapps for Zingas. Honestly, I think his defense goes a little bit under the radar, which is kind of weird, but he is one of the best shot blockers in the entire league. Uh, moves pretty well on his feet considering he's he's seven foot three, can guard the perimeter well enough. Uh, but it's just such a nice presence around the rim. Uh, and then my team most improved player for them is Jalen Brunson. I'm expecting him to be a really nice player off that bench and just do some good things for them. He's uh, just the perfect backup point guard, basically. He's everything you'd want out of a backup point guard, and I think he's going to continue to be that. Just hope he can stay healthy. My biggest storylines around the season is can Chris Stapp stay healthy? Because when he's on the court, I think this team is a contender, and I think he's one of the best bigs in the entire league. But when he's off the court, I think they're a team that could still be solid enough because Luka Doncic is just that good, and they have a nice culture. Their uh, coaching is great. Like, There's a lot of things to love about the Mavericks, uh, not uh, just Chris Saps but if he's not on the floor, I don't think they can be true contenders. But if he is, I think they can. So I really, really hope he can stay healthy. And then are they true contenders? Uh are, are they a team that could compete with the Los Angeles Lakers, who I think are very clearly the best team in the league? Uh, can they put up a fight against a team like that? Uh, are they better than a team like the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Trailblazers? I think they are. In my personal opinion, they are the second best team in the entire Western Conference. I'm so high on them coming into the season. Uh, and I think... Other than the Lakers, I would take the Mavericks over every other team. I really like this team. I expect them to be a top four seed, uh, hoping for top three or two so Luka can uh, be a legitimate MVP candidate. And I expect them to be a second-rounder conference finals exit. Uh, I could see them, like if they were the third or second seed, having a really tough series against a team like uh, the Denver Nuggets. I think that would be an awesome series. Uh and I could see them losing that in like a tough six or seven games, but I could also very well see them win it and then have a fun series against the Lakers as well. Super high on the Mavericks coming into the season. My next season preview is for the Memphis Grizzlies. My starting lineup for them is J uh, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Jonas Valanciunas. I'm expecting a massive season out of John Morant where he's an all-star level player. Is a guy who's putting up some pretty big numbers, uh, putting up like I'd guess 22 points, uh, seven and a half to eight assists on pretty solid efficiency. I'm just expecting big things out of him. He's so, so talented and then is uh, so athletic as well. He's a great leader uh, and was an amazing rookie point guard. That position is so hard to play as a rookie. And he immediately came in and was uh, good from the get-go. So I'm expecting another great season out of John Morant. At the two, they got Dylan Brooks, who was 
pretty solid for them last year. He's a guy who has the tendency to take some pretty ugly shots at sometimes that can be frustrating, but he is a good scorer to have on this roster. Solid enough defender as well. Good three-point shooter. Can create his own shot a little bit, and it's nice to have another uh, guy who can do that alongside Jaw. So I like him a ton. Uh, Kyle Anderson, do not think he should be a starter at all, and that's by far my biggest issue with this roster is the lack of wing depth. Uh, Kyle Anderson, I just don't think is that good of a player. Like he's a solid defender, uh, is a decent three-point shooter, uh, decent playmaker as well. But I just I think he'd be a and a million times better player to have off the bench than as your starter. That definitely scares me a little bit. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is someone who's going to be out for uh, the beginning of the season at least. I really just don't know his timetable at all. But I think when he's uh, on the court, he's one of the most underrated young players in the entire league. I think his potential for this roster is insane. Like he has some crazy, crazy potential as a guy who can create his own shot off the dribble, uh, who can take slower bigs off the dribble and is one of the best three point shooting big men in the entire league. Like he can, Uh, shoot it off the dribble he can shoot it off the catch he can shoot it from very deep he just does everything that you want out of the modern big and he's also a great defender as well who definitely has an issue with fouling and that's something he needs to cut uh, down on to truly unlock his potential on the defense side of the ball but he's an elite shot blocker who can guard almost one through five with how well he moves on his feet like he's uh, so nimble for him being like a 6'11 slash 7 footer he's one of the most nimble guys at that height in the entire league uh, I just love Jaron Jackson Jr.'s game so much easily one of my favorite players in the entire league I just really hope he uh, can play pretty early on in the season because I think he's in for a great season if he can do so and at the five, they got Jonas Valanciunas, who I think is one of the more underrated centers in the league. He's just, ever since he's gotten traded to this roster, been consistently very, very good for them. He's never going to do anything flashy that really stands out as like, man, this guy's one of the best centers in the league. But he's a good rebounder, works great in the pick and roll, has shown an ability to hit the three pretty well. Very good rebounder, isn't a great defender, but isn't like a black hole on defense by any means. He's just a super well a solid and well-rounded player that is really nice uh, to have alongside John Morant, and I really like that he's on this roster. Uh, Their backup point guard spot, they have Tyus Jones, who's just a solid enough backup point guard. I can shoot the ball pretty decently, nothing great by any means, but solid enough. Uh, Works well in the pick and roll, good ball handler, uh, and then it's a decent defender as well. It's nice to have him just on a little contract to be Jaws backup, not play big minutes by any means. Uh, they got they re-signed DeAnthony Mellon, which I think was a great re-signing for them. Uh, is one of the better defensive guards in the league uh, and is just so good on that side of the ball that it makes up for him not being a great shooter. Really didn't shoot a great percentage from three last year because he just isn't a great shooter uh, by any means. And he honestly doesn't bring much on the offensive side of the ball but he's so good as a defender works really hard on that end uh has some and has some really good uh, size and length as well that uh helps him to unlock his ability fully on that end uh definitely like that they resigned him they got grayson allen who's a really good shooter to come off the bench uh for them uh doesn't really do much else uh outside of that can create his own shot from time to time but is uh, going to bring some value just due to how good of a shooter he is. Uh, they got Justice Winslow, who's a player that I think when he's on the court, he's a pretty talented player. And when he was playing that point guard position for Miami, that was super exciting to see. Point Justice was a really fun player who was uh, f- 
facilitating, uh, finishing at the basket well, shooting the three ball while being the great defender that he's always been since coming into the league. But this man is always injured with something else, I swear. And I, it's it really does suck for him how consistently uh, injured he's been. Like he, I'm pretty sure he's coming into the season with some type of back injury that's holding him out uh, at the start of the season. I just can't trust him to be healthy. But on the when he's on the court, uh, I think he can be a good player for them. I just don't know if he's ever going to be on the court nearly uh, enough, which definitely sucks for them. Uh, they got Brandon Clark, who came in and was one of the best rookies in the entire league. Uh, I love what I saw from Brandon Clark last year. He's just someone who does uh, everything so well. Like, he knows his game. He's a super smart player. He has an amazing floater game, was one of the better finishers in the league. Shot the three ball pretty well. Didn't shoot many attempts and definitely needs to become more comfortable from out there. But is a solid enough three-point shooter. And then is really smart on the defensive side of the ball as well. Good defender. Uh, good rebounder as well. Like, I really like Brandon Clark's game and just think he's so solid to be off the bench for them and while Jaron Jackson Jr. is injured I think he can come in and not put up nearly the production that he does because Jaron Jackson Jr. is so good but he can be very serviceable for them and I love I, I love that pick so much getting him as late as they did was an absolute steal and they got Gorgie Dang at the backup five who's uh, just a solid enough backup five definitely is overpaid uh, will be off his contract sooner rather than later though so that's nice but he can shoot the ball a little bit can rebound just does most of the traditional center things that you'd expect and then they got rookies desmond bain xavier tillman senior and killian tilly uh, desmond bain was one of the best picks of the draft he's someone who i'm so surprised slipped to that low uh, i literally thought it was like a guarantee that if he slipped uh, to the mavericks they were going to pick him and then when i kept saw him slipping i was like there someone's going to pick him soon like every pick i'm like oh the next pick's got to be desmond bain uh, but he slipped all the way to 30 they traded up with the boston Celtics and that was an amazing uh, move for them he's someone who can really shoot the ball is super strong and is a great defender like he is one of the stronger players in the entire draft uh and is a pretty solid creator off the dribble isn't a great creator by any means but can do it occasionally uh, and i just think he's going to be a really nice piece off the bench and i think you get uh some minutes pretty immediately for this roster he's just a seasoned guy who is going to come into the league and be uh, really solid immediately they drafted Xavier Tillman Sr., who I like quite a lot, is a center who is a pretty good playmaker, who is, uh, reminds me of like a Mason Plumley type of player where he's never going to be like a high-level starter, but he's just super solid to have off the bench as someone who playmakes, uh, finishes at the basket well, works well in the pick and roll, rebounds. He's just a nice player. And then Killian Tilly, I think that was one of the best uh, free agency uh, signings out of the undrafted free agency. He is a player that I like a ton. And if it wasn't for injuries, he easily would have been drafted way higher uh, than he was, obviously, because he was undrafted. Uh, I think he would have been a first-round pick easily if he could be healthy and could even be a near-lottery pick. But he's dealt with so many injuries. Uh, it just makes so much sense for them to get a guy like him because that's just the safest move possible. And if he's someone that can be healthy, he could be really good for this roster. He's someone who can really shoot the ball, who has the ability to score off the dribble, can take advantage of the smaller players in the post. Isn't a great defender, but it's pretty solid on that side of the ball. Definitely not a liability by any means. Has a skill set of like 
like current Kevin Love, Danilo Gallinari, just a, a stretch four who can create his own shot off the dribble a little bit and then rebound pretty solidly as well. Really like Killian Tilly in his game. My team MVP for them is John Morant uh, with Jaron Jackson Jr. gone. I'm expecting big things from him. He's going to have a much bigger load on him now. And I think he's going to step up to the challenge. John Morant is just one of those guys who I think is uh, fearless and he's ready for anything. So I'm expecting an amazing season out of John Morant. Uh, my team defensive player of the year for them is Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, like I said, he is going to be injured. Uh, and that's why I had John Morant like, clearly as the team MVP for them. But they really don't have like great defenders on this roster. Brand Brandon Clark is a very good defender. I think uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is so impactful. Oh my. Uh, sorry, my mic just messed up again. I'm really sorry about that. Uh, I I need to fix this. It keeps happening. But like I was saying, Jaron Jackson Jr. is so impactful on the defense side of the ball when he's out there that even if he does miss a good portion of the season, I still have him as their team defensive player of the year. I just think he's that good on the defense side of the ball. Love Jaron Jackson Jr.'s. Uh, game so much and then my team most improved player for them is John Moran I'm expecting a big leap out of him and I'm uh, really excited to see how he plays this season my big storylines around the season are when will Jaron Jackson Jr. be healthy uh, I haven't really seen a, a timeline for him and that's going to be really really big to how good they are this season because if he's uh, missing most of the season then that's going to be a massive issue for them and is definitely going to hold them back from being the team that they want to be but if he's healthy pretty early on in the season i think they can be a playing team and even fighting for a playoff spot and then how big of a leap will jaw take is he just going to be like an all-star level player or is he going to really emerge to being a top 20 to 25 player in the league uh, i'm really excited to see uh, how he performs this season my expectations for them is to be a nine to 12 seed and then fighting for a play-in spot i just think it really does depend on when jaron jackson jr is healthy uh, but yeah, definitely excited to see how they perform this season. My next season preview is for the New Orleans Pelicans. My starting lineup for them is Lonzo Ball, JJ Redick, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Stephen Adams. I'm expecting a good season out of Lonzo Ball. He's someone that I, I like more than the majority probably does. Uh, he's someone who shot the three ball very, very well last season. Definitely disappointed a ton in the bubble and played some of the worst basketball that I saw him play in a long, long time. But before that, he was a really good player in the regular season. Still was playing the great defense that he's been playing all throughout his career, uh, being a great playmaker. Uh, rebounding the ball and then pushing the pace he just does a lot of nice things uh definitely would like to see him be more aggressive especially when attacking the basket because that's uh, his biggest issue is that he doesn't attack the basket often and then he doesn't get fouled often which is why his free throw percentage is so bad because he only shoots like one a game which is terrible for a point guard but i still like lonzo ball's game they got jj reddick at the two who is an amazing shooter uh, and it's just valuable uh, just from that. Like, he has so consistently been such a nice player in this league. Uh, and I think he's going to continue to do that. He's one of the guys that fits the best alongside Zion. I hope I see some handoffs with uh, Zion and J.J. Reddick because I think that could be really deadly. Got Brandon Ingram at the three who had an amazing season last year. Took a big leap. Uh, I had Bam Adebayo as my most improved player, but I was not mad at all that Brandon Ingram won it because he was 
a uh, player who took a big, big leap, especially with his ability to shoot the three ball. Uh, that was the thing that honestly impressed me the most was his improved three-point shooting because I always thought with the bigger role that he could be a really good scorer, but I never knew he was going to be the three-point shooter that he was uh, last year. He's also someone who can really create his own shot off the dribble, be a tough shot maker for them. Good playmaker as well. Never someone who I expect to put up like a big amount of assist, but he is a nice uh, secondary playmaker. Uh, and he just brings a lot of nice things. Definitely want to see him improve on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's uh, the leap he uh, could take to being a, like an amazing player. Uh, but he's still a nice uh, player to have on this roster. And I like that quite a lot. Uh, they got Zion Williamson at the four. Who I'm expecting a crazy season out of Zion Williamson. Uh, definitely worried about his health because... That's just uh, something that everybody's going to worry about uh, when it comes to Zion Williamson is how is how uh, healthy can, he can be. But he is someone who is super athletic, uh, finishes at the basket great, is a good playmaker as well, uh, takes other guys off the dribble, rebounds, uh, cuts to the basket well. Definitely needs to improve on the defensive side of the ball. And it was honestly so disappointing uh, the way he played on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but I... I think Zion is in for a really big thing this season. At the five, they got uh, Steven Adams. Honestly, I really, really didn't like that move for them uh, because I think uh, Steven Adams just doesn't fit along this roster well, and especially the fact that they extended him. Like, if they just made the trade and didn't extend him, it would have been whatever. I wouldn't have really cared. Uh, but them extending him just doesn't really make sense to me, and we already saw in the preseason. It just looked kind of awkward with Zion and uh, Steven because, like, when Zion would be attacking the basket, Steven really didn't have anywhere to go. Go, But he is someone who's really good on the defensive side of the ball, uh, sets great screens, great pick-and-roll player, uh, rebounds very well, does all the traditional center things at a very good level and is still a good center. I just don't think he fits on the roster very well. I'd much rather have a stretch five long Zion. And then off the bench, you got Eric Bledsoe, who... I'm just not a big fan of it all. Like he's a good regular season player, but he consistently is terrible in the playoffs. Uh, he is still someone who's good on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and then is a good playmaker as well. Finishes at the basket well, but just doesn't shoot well enough. And then is a consistent playoff underperformer. And I think it's overpaid. So I definitely wouldn't want him on my roster by any means. Um, they got Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who I'm expecting a pretty big leap from. He's someone who got pretty inconsistent opportunities and just wasn't really good at all in his rookie season, was really inefficient, but I still think he has potential. Uh, he's someone who can be a guy who is an explosive scorer off the bench for them. He can also uh, play some pretty solid defense. And I just think with more opportunity and uh, with more experience, he's going to be a good player on this roster. I just hope he does get the opportunity uh, that he deserves. They got Josh Hart uh, at the backup three. Just a pretty solid player to have on this roster. Someone who rebounds great for his position. He uh, averaged like six rebounds to seven rebounds a game and not like a crazy amount of minutes for him being a two slash a three. Uh, he shoots the three ball solidly, doesn't shoot it great by any means, but shoots it well enough, and it's just a player that is uh, really nice to have on this roster, so I like that quite a lot for them. Uh, and then they got uh, Nicola Melli at the backup four, who is a pretty solid player, can shoot the three ball very, very well, uh, and is going to be valuable 
uh, just due to that. And he's definitely going to have some minutes where he's alongside Zion Williamson, which I like quite a lot. If that's a fr- if that's a small ball front court, I like that quite a lot. Uh, and then they got Jackson Hayes at the back of five, which I really didn't like that pick that much just due to uh, the mold that Jackson Hayes is. Like he's a rim runner who's really athletic, can catch lobs and protects uh, the rim well. Uh, and I just think you can find that player pretty easily. So them drafting him at number eight, unless he can develop some type of three-point shot or be like a playmaker at some point, I just don't like that pick that much. And with uh, Steven Adams being on this roster now, it just seems like he's going to continue to be a backup, which is weird considering how high they picked him. And then they got a rookie, uh, Kyra Lewis, who I like quite a lot. It definitely was a, a little bit of a weird pick, but if you want to run Alonzo uh, at more of like a uh, – like a wing uh, type of role where he's uh, not really being a main ball handler, which is something that uh, uh, Jeff Van Gundy actually said a while ago, which is kind of funny that now he's a coach that he said he wanted to run Lonzo at that. He would uh, run Lonzo at the wing as a coach. Definitely be interesting to see how uh, that plays out. But Kyra Lewis is a good score, uh, especially off the dribble has the ability to create his own shot is super fast. One of the most fast players in the entire draft and kind of reminds me of like a Dennis Schroeder type of player. He's going to be really good for this team. My team MVP for them is Zion Williamson. I'm expecting big things out of him. I'm expecting a really, really good season where he's uh all-star level player. I think he's going to be the all-star of this team. Uh, maybe him and Brandon Ingram could both make it, but as long as he's healthy, I think he is going to emerge as the best player on this roster. I just think he's that talented already uh, my team defense player of the year from steven adams defense definitely worries me a little bit on this roster because uh, jj reddick is a good team defender but not a good individual defender brandon ingram isn't a great defender and then zion didn't look great on the defense side of the ball last year uh and he just seemed uh he just seemed really confused like he wasn't making good rotations it was a lot of stuff where it wasn't effort it more just looked like he didn't understand uh, defense, which is definitely something that takes adjusting in the NBA. Uh, but Steven Adams, I think, will clean a lot of that stuff up just because he's a veteran who uh, has been in this league for a long, long time and is just a really consistently good defender. And my team most improved player for them is Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I think he's going to get more minutes, and I think he's just going to be better this season. I, I think he's going to be a lot more efficient than like the 36% he shot last year. Uh, and I think he'd be a nice uh, plug uh, scorer off the bench for them who could just bring a little bit of a spark. I like Nikhil. My biggest storylines around the season is can Zion stay healthy? I mean, that's by far my biggest question about them is can this man stay healthy? Because when he's on the court, I think he can immediately lead them into being a really good team in the Western Conference. But uh, if he's not healthy, then that's going to be a massive issue for them. So it's all about if Zion Williamson can be healthy for this roster. How good will these young players be? Will Lonzo Ball take uh, a leap or will he be a similar player to last year will brandon ingram uh be even better will he be like a 27 point per game score can he really take his game to the next level uh will guys like akira lewis and Nikhil alexander walker and jackson hayes how good will those be and then obviously how good will zion be i think a lot of this definitely re- re- uh, revolves around Zion and then will the lack of shooting be a problem will Steven Adams and Zion as a front court be an issue for this roster or can uh, they get around it by just running a super high pace to where they're always getting out in fast uh, in fast break and then uh, can they in the half court uh, make up for that lack of shooting interested to see that and then I expect them to be a top uh, 8 to 11 seed fighting for a playoff slash play in spot 
Uh, I think they can be a really solid team this year. Uh, it just all depends on the health of this roster because Lonzo's dealt with health issues. Brandon Ingram had the blood blood clots thing and uh, dealt with some other injuries earlier in his career. Was healthy last year, but it's still a question. And then, obviously, the big question mark around Zion. Interested to see how they play this season. They're one of the most interested teams in the entire league for me. Uh, next season preview is for the San Antonio Spurs. My starting lineup for them is DeJounte Murray, Derek White, DeMar DeRozan, Trey Lyles, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, DeJounte Murray, I'm expecting a really nice season out of DeJounte. He's a player who's been pretty inconsistent, especially on the offense side of the ball in his young career. Has dealt with some injuries as well, but no matter what, he's going to be a really good defender. He's uh, already shown that I think he was the youngest player in NBA history to make an all-defense team. Uh, and I think he's going to get some more love uh, as an all-defense guy this year, considering I expect him to play a lot more minutes. He was uh, played super uh, sporadic minutes uh, last season. They were definitely easing him back from his uh, ACL injury. So I definitely expect him to get some more tick this year uh, for them. And I hope he just takes a leap on the offense side of the ball. Shooting is something I don't expect him to ever be like an elite shooter. But if he can be a good shooter uh, while using his uh, length to attack the basket and then be a good playmaker as well, I think he can be a really nice player on this roster. And I really like the uh, contract extension they gave him because it really wasn't much money. And he's a player who could blossom into being a really nice player for them. Uh, they got Derek White, who I like quite a lot. He's one of my most improved player candidates. Uh, I just think he has a lot of talent. I think he'd be like an 18-point-per-game scorer for this roster. I just think he hasn't been giving, given the opportunity consistently enough. And it's uh, on his part, too. He's been inconsistent as well. So I just hope he can become a more consistent player. And if he does so, I think he can be really nice. He's shown so many good flashes. I just need to see a long stretch where he is really good. But we saw in like the Denver series where he had his massive like 36-point-per-game a 36 point game and then he in the bubble was a great player for them and was averaging like 18 points per game that's what really made me believe that he could be uh that guy so i'm hoping for big stuff out of him this year i got demar Rosen at the three who i'm probably lower on than most people uh, I just think shooting is so so valuable in today's game and he just obviously does not ha uh, bring any shooting at all which uh sucks for them because uh, he was the main piece of that Kawhi trade, and he just isn't really that uh, good of a player anymore. Like He's still a top 50 guy, but he's not an all-star level player by any means. Good score, uh, good facilitator. Like Other than uh, shooting, he has nearly the perfect offensive game, but shooting is just that valuable. And with him not being a great defender, that I just don't think him as your best player is going to get you anywhere at all. Uh, except for being like an eighth seed, and they don't even have crazy talent around him either. Uh, at the four, they got Trey Lyles, who I don't think they should be starting, but he was starting last year, so I expect him to be starting uh, yet again. He is a player who can shoot the ball a little bit. Uh, again, I just don't think he's good enough to be a starter. Like I would actually like him to be coming off the bench for them, and I think he would be a solid enough player off the bench, but I just don't think he's good enough as a starter, and I think it was kind of weird that they started him last year. I'd much rather have a guy like, like a Rudy Gay player uh, be a starter or maybe experiment and run some like small ball uh, we actually saw that uh, when LaMarcus Aldridge was injured during the bubble we saw like DeMar DeRozan playing some four and obviously you shouldn't be doing that full time but that was definitely interesting to see um, and then they got LaMarcus Aldridge at the five who I just think is 
a solid player at this point in his career. Like he's not the all-star that he used to be, but he's still a nice player who shot the three ball actually pretty well last season and definitely expanded his game, which you love to see. That's definitely going to extend his career if he can continue to do that. Still a great post player, has an awesome face-up game, but just is at this point a pretty old player. Like he's not in his prime anymore, and that makes complete sense with the age he's at. But I still think he's a good and impactful player. Off the bench, they got Patty Mills, who I just think is a really nice backup point guard. Like, he's one of the better backups in the league, and he's consistently been that. He's definitely a little bit overpaid, but he fits into that Spurs culture. He's a guy that they all seem to love there, and he's a great shooter, works well in the pick and roll, a good enough playmaker as well. And I just like Patty Mills quite a lot. Uh, they got Lonnie Walker, who is another guy I'm, I'm really high on to take a pretty big leap for this roster. I think he's super talented, but just hasn't uh, been given much opportunity, and reasonably so. That's kind of how Pop runs things. Like He has this no-nonsense attitude, and he really doesn't give rookies that much opportunity unless they're really, really special. Uh, but I think Lonnie Walker, with his continued development, has the opportunity to be special. He's another guy who's just shown some really nice flashes, but hasn't had a consistent stretch of that but he's a guy who i think can be a really good three-point shooter who can create his own shot do a lot of different things on the offense side of the ball and be a solid enough defender as well i just like his game a lot and i'm expecting big things out of him uh keldon johnson is someone who in his rookie season really didn't get much opportunity but in the bubble started to get a lot more opportunity and had some games where he played some good minutes too and he looked really good in the time that he did play he's someone who i'm super confident in to be a really good shooter and just be a good offensive player as a whole while being a, a solid defender as well so i really like that pick a ton and I hope he uh, continues to get more minutes this season. And I think he could be a player who takes a pretty big leap for them. There's a lot of players uh, on this roster that I expect to take a good leap. I got Rudy Gay, who's definitely been uh, really nice ever since he's came to the Spurs. He's one of those players who put up uh, pretty empty numbers uh, earlier in his career. But ever since he's came to the Spurs, he's just been a solid player to come off the bench for them. He can shoot the three ball pretty well, can create his own shot a little bit, solid enough defender, slash to the basket well. And it's just a good all-around player to have on this roster. And then they got Jakopodl, who's just a really solid backup five. Like he doesn't do anything special by any means, but he's just really well well-rounded as a center. Uh, doesn't shoot the ball, but does almost everything else. He can uh, finish at the basket, is a really good rebounder, uh, very good defender as well. And I like that they re-signed him on a pretty small contract. And then they got rookies and Trey Jones and Devin Vassell. Trey Jones is a pretty solid player. Is uh, just going to be a backup point guard uh, in his career, but I, th I think that's perfectly fine for where they picked him. Uh, he's a player who is a decent shooter, isn't a great shooter from outside, but is pretty good uh, in the mid-range, good defender as well pretty gritty on that side of the ball and a good playmaker who works well in the pick and roll and then Devin Vassell I think has the potential to be a very very good player and one of the better ones out of this entire draft I think that was an awesome pick for them and I really hope that uh, Pop actually gives him minutes in his young career because I think he could be immediately good as a rookie he's someone who is a pretty solid slasher at the basket uh, is a good defender as well I think one of the best wing defenders in this draft uh, I would just uh, solidified put um, Isaac Kor over him. But other than that, I think he's probably the second best perimeter defender. Also showed 
uh, some ability here and there to create his own shot off the dribble. And I think if he can continue to uh, flash that out, he could be like a Chris Middleton type of player. I really like Devin Vassell. My team MVP for them is DeMar DeRozan. I just think he's the best player. And I'm expecting him to just have another solid season where he's like a 20-point-per-game score, averages like six assists, doesn't shoot any threes. Uh, just does the typical DeMar DeRozan stuff. My team defense player of the year for them is Jacopodal. Uh, they really don't have much defense on this roster at all. And I just don't know how many uh, minutes DeJounte Murray is going to get uh, this year because he got so just such inconsistent minutes last year. It was really weird to see because I understood at first when he was uh, dealing with his injury, obviously, uh, and he was coming back, but it seemed like throughout the whole season, they just kept him on a leash and he wasn't getting those same minutes. So I'm just picking the safe guy in Jacopodal, uh, but I could definitely see DeJounte Murray uh, being their team defensive player of the year as well. And then my team most improved player for them is Derek White slash Lonnie Walker. I'm expecting big leaps from both of those guys. I just think they're both really nice scores. And they do have a bit of a dilemma at the guard position because I think they have a lot of talented guys that can play that guard position. DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, uh, Keldon Johnson, and Devin Vassell can all be considered guards. And then Trey Jones as well. So that will definitely be addressed to see how that plays out. And then uh, how good is the young core is one of my biggest storylines around the season for them. Uh, it, how good? Uh, good are these guys going to be are they just going to be really good role players can one of them emerge into a star level player like I just don't know what to expect out of a lot of these young guys and a lot of these guys have a lot to prove uh, and with this team that has been kind of directionless for the past couple of years uh, it would definitely be nice to see one of these guys have an awesome season and then give them a defined direction um, I'm definitely interested to see how good these young guys are. And then can they get rid of the vets for young assets? Can they get rid of a guy like DeMar DeRozan, a Lamarcus Aldridge, or a Rudy Gay and get some more younger assets and have a clear direction? Because this team is solid, but they're just really not going anywhere at this point. And I expect them to be an 11-14 to 14 seed. There's just so many teams that I think are better than them. Honestly, the only team that I think are solidified worse than them uh, would be the... Uh, thunder just because i think they're going to be going in a complete tanking direction and believing in their young guys but i could even see a see a team like the kings be better than them i just don't think this roster is that talented at this point anymore and even though pops uh in my opinion the greatest coach of all time uh, i think with this current roster he just doesn't fit as the coach because he's a guy you want on a competitive team not a team that should be rebuilding like the spurs that has been the episode of the under pressure podcast i hope you enjoyed it's been michael Peace out.